0: Hello brothers and sisters, I'm just Joe, no title, and I'm so glad you joined me for the Lord's Word of God today. And we just celebrate Yeshua, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Almighty God who is and was and is to come. Amen. Amen. And so brothers and sisters, before we get into the Word, I want to share something with you. I know a judge and he's pretty close to me and he shared with me once that he felt bad about sentencing a young man to over a hundred years in state prison. And the young man had two prior violent serious felonies. And here in California, if you have two prior felonies that are serious, in particular violent, the third felony can, give you a sentence of life in prison. And so in this particular case, and I'm told it's very, very rare that this person had true remorse for what they did. They felt so bad that they pleaded guilty, knowing that the penalty was going to be life in prison. And in this particular case, It was life plus over a hundred years. There's no way he's going to get out, but he pled guilty because he felt convicted and felt remorse, true remorse in his heart, mind and soul. And so he just took it to the court, knowing that the court's hands were tied because the legislation mandated the judge to give him the penalty of spending the rest of his life in prison. And so the judge felt very uncomfortable, but he had to do the job that he is sworn to do. But do you understand, brothers and sisters? God is the same way. The Word of God says that He wishes no one to perish, but to come unto repentance. And to repent is to turn from your sinful ways. But brothers and sisters, if you don't feel bad about sinning, if you don't have true remorse. You're never going to correct the things that you're doing. You're never going to turn around from sin unless you feel convicted. You feel true remorse in your heart. And then you will have genuine repentance. And God will forgive you for all the sins you've ever done and future sins. But you will better yourself in Christ, in pleasing God and doing his will. Amen. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, if you brought your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and we'll read verse 3. Jesus tells us in verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Brothers and sisters, what the word of God means here is being poor in spirit, is humbling yourself and knowing that you need help and Reaching out and seeking God's help and he helps you. He helps you to renew your mind from that carnal mind. And then he will renew your mind completely and renew that stony heart of yours and fill you with the Holy Spirit. But you have to repent of your sinful ways. Turn from your sinful ways by making proper changes in your life. And he will do the rest, brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. So brothers and sisters, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter five, verse 32. And it reads, and we are his witnesses to these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. So brothers and sisters, many people think that when you go to the altar and you ask Jesus in your heart, that you receive the Holy Spirit right then. Not everybody receives the Holy Spirit at the same time. And here we find that he gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. And most people that go to the altar, brothers and sisters, have lived a sinful life. Amen. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The word of God says that if you say you are without sin, you are alive. But you must better yourself in your walk with Jesus. And to do that, you need to read the word of God to know what God wants. We live under his word and then we need to serve him in deed. And when we make the proper changes in our life, get rid of evil company and get rid of anything that causes us to sin. The word tells us if your eye causes you sin, pluck it out. Better to go to heaven in one eye than to go to hell with two. That means we have to turn from our sinful ways. And when we do, brothers and sisters, He will fill us up with the Holy Spirit. And then you have power over the devil because Jesus has already overcome the devil. Amen? Amen. And there's power in the name of Jesus. And then you rebuke Him in the name of Jesus when He tempts you and He flees because He cannot stand the name Jesus. Amen? Amen. So there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So now turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, and we'll read verse 9. And having been made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. So brothers and sisters, it can't really get any clearer than that. So we need to live for our Lord and Savior. We need to follow Jesus by making him our master, our teacher, our example. Believe his doctrine and obey him. And we will be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk with Jesus until he comes in the sky for his church. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Jeremiah chapter 31. And we'll read verse 19. And this is talking about the Israelites. Surely after my turning, I repented, And after I was instructed, I struck myself on the thigh. I was ashamed, yes, even humiliated because I bore the reproach of my youth. So brothers and sisters, I have been to Israel a few times. And on my trips, I have realized that most of the Jewish community does not believe in Yeshua. That's Jesus. The one who came and died for the Jews first and then the Gentiles. And the Orthodox Jews will not even allow their children to speak the word Yeshua or talk to anybody about Yeshua or they could be punished. Can you imagine? So God is not happy, but God still loves the Jews. They are his chosen people and he loves them. I can assure you that. We will keep reading. Here we find that the Israelites at some point are gonna have that remorse that that man had when he went to court. They're gonna have true remorse in their heart, mind, and soul. And they're going to repent as the word says here. And so let's see what God does about that. Reading from verse 31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, And I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Amen, brothers and sisters. Amen. Can you imagine? This is Israel. They're going to change. They're going to repent genuinely in their heart, mind, and soul. They're going to turn from them sinful ways and they're going to believe in the Messiah, Yeshua. And they're going to be ready when he comes to set up his kingdom. Amen. Amen. So turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 16 and we'll read verse 15. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Brothers and sisters, this is our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And he's gonna come as a thief in the night and we all need to be ready to meet our maker face to face, amen. And he says to keep your garment. So now turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 21. And what this is, is this is talking about the wedding feast. Remember, God marries his virgin church. And so when Jesus comes to take up the church, we're going to be up there having a feast with our Lord and Savior Jesus. And so this is what it's talking about here. And so we'll start reading in verse 11. But when the king came in to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So brothers and sisters, you've got to have that garment. You have to have that white robe that's gonna be handed to you when you go with the Lord, when he comes. So brothers and sisters, we must keep walking with Jesus, pleasing God and doing his will and be ready when our Lord and Savior comes to take his church up, to be there for this wedding feast. Amen? Amen. Because anybody that's not worthy will be cast into the lake of fire where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth and never having rest day and night, forever and ever. Amen? Amen. But that's not you and me. We're going to be ready. Amen? Amen. So reading the next verse, For many are called, but few are chosen. The chosen are the ones who repent, give up their lives for Jesus, and are filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So brothers and sisters, it's very important that you fellowship with the Christian church. The Word of God says, Do not forsake assembling in my name. And it is to encourage your brothers and sisters so they don't relapse. That means backslide. Go back to sitting the way they did before they were saved. God knows you're going to make mistakes, but he doesn't want you to backslide. Amen? Amen. So keep your garment clean, brothers and sisters, walking with Jesus, taking him as your master, your teacher, your example. Believe his doctrine and obey him. And always remember to pray up every day and read up every day and keep the love of Jesus in your heart and we'll all be with our Lord and Savior someday for eternity. Amen? Amen.